everyone, and welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Cleve, and look at that. Scott's here as well. Hey, Scott. Hi. Yeah. Sorry, listen, I was late. Listen, Cleve and I were here. Have been here since 7:45, meticulously going over the show notes. No, we may have just gotten in at about uh 8:29 and 30 seconds ourselves. So, uh, Cleve, how are you? Cleve, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> Scott, I'm here. I'm good. Good, e- excellent. So, um, you know, this was a like the first most settled week of the NFL season. So, even though we had some crazy results, I think that we really did start to finalize some impressions on some of these, um, some of these teams here. And you know, one of the first things that jumped out to me about <laughs> about this football season is that Cleve are the Jets actually good no no reason i say that is because we can't we need a quarterback um his numbers aren't world beaters and that ain't sustainable if we get into shootout we get into a game where we're down we're gonna get killed scott are the giants actually good um I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> right, but they're six and one. Normally, when a team is six and one, you'd be like, "Yes, they're good," right? Yeah, and I don't know if that's just like a pre, like a, you know, the preconceived bias that you already, you know, what I'm, I don't even know what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? They're yes. Like, my my bias is that the Giants are not good, and the fact that they're six and one is causing confusion in my brain. Uh, same thing with the Jets, like. They're five and two, right? Yeah. Yes. They both have great records right now. But do I believe that both are are like top caliber? No, I don't believe that they're both like elite teams. Right. But, you know, I mean they have they have great components. And I so- would buy the Giants. I would buy the Giants being being better, being being, you know, not at, not better as six and one, but they're better. I, I think Danny Dimes is playing lights out football. He is. Yeah, he's he's playing he's playing a lot better, and we'll get to uh, to them specifically, and then follow up two follow up questions to that. Starting with uh, we'll start with Scott here, since Cleve is obviously coming straight from the gym, chug of water. Scott, is Green Bay actually bad? Yes, and I think they have been for a while. Excellent, Cleve. Are the Bucks actually bad? I think Tom. I think Tom sold out. Like I think they're fucked. Right, and so <laughs> as we get into the games here, you know, I just wanted to like. We're seven weeks into the season. That means that for best ball, the regular season is halfway over. Um, and I do have an update for us later in the show, by the way. Uh, you guys are this close to getting $25 each. Um, <laughs> so, that, did, we, did we place a wager on this? Uh, no, we did draft the team live on stream, though, one oh, yeah, time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and remember, if I win $2 million, I'll give each of you 25 bucks. Okay. Because I'm nothing if not magnanimous. See you um, in court, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to Google that. Uh, so yeah, so you know, I think like Scott, you were talking about how we have our priors and how we have to like, start moving away from those as the season goes along. But this season, that's made it very difficult to do. But I think we just need to start to get there. That like the Giants might actually be good, the Packers might actually be bad, and this might just be the way of it. And we just have to sort of get 
get uh get used to that. Now going on to the first game here, going back to last Thursday, a game that Cleve refused to watch because he said nobody ever scores points on Thursday night. We have the Saints 34, the Cardinals 42. Cleve, what do you have to say for yourself? I missed the barn burner, I guess. <laughs> Roll the tape. <laughs> um yeah, this game, even though it scored quick math, uh 76 points between the two teams, it didn't really feel like that. And part of that is because Andy Dalton threw two pick sixes, two pick sixes after the two-minute warning in the first half. (laughs) As the Red Rifle is going to do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just uh, that was that was just yeah, that was just terrible. But then the other, the best thing that happened in this game was not Nuke Hopkins returning from a suspension, going ten catches for 103 yards, or getting some touchdowns on a Thursday night. It was Kyler Murray screaming, calm the fuck down at Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline there after they had to call a timeout. And to me, that was really telling because he wasn't just like frustrated. So he was yelling. He was yelling at Cliff Kingsbury. Like, it doesn't matter what he said. He could have said, I really like your shirt. Like, you could tell he was like he does not like Cliff Kingsbury. Uh Cleve, did you get that same impression? I when stuff like that happens, I think it's they know that one of them is on the way out and it ain't Kyler because Kyler just got paid. Yeah. That's what that's what that signals to me is like, you know what? He he's not going to be around next year. I'm just going to start going in on this guy. Scott? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of that, but the, but also um you know, the reality is, is that football teams and, and all that's it's very volatile. So that what we saw on Thursday could be super normal. I, it'll be, I got back from practice for our high, for our high school team a couple hours ago and our quarterbacks coach and our offensive coordinator were going at it today. Like you guys need to calm down a little bit, but it's just normal stuff. Like, like, you know, I, if you've, been a part of that where like especially at the super uh, at the upper levels of it i would imagine that there there's physical altercations that happen on a fairly regular basis that we are just not aware of and just seeing a little glimpse of kyler you know expressing some frustration i think to me it's normal stuff but i can understand why you know it looks weird and strange and out of sorts for two guys who are supposed to be tied at the hip together but some coaches, like when you look at that, some coaches don't get that kind of currency. Like you can't see Bill Belichick getting that. Oh no! Right? You know what I'm no. saying? There's certain coaches you can you can try that shit with, and then certain coaches, like you know what? I don't care. I don't care who he is. You know, we're we're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, I mean the the Belichick tree. That like you know, look at as as shitty a coach as Matt Patricia was, and maybe even as shitty a person as he was. The same thing. Like you didn't, you didn't express anything in the meeting rooms because if you did, he was going to trade you. Yeah, you were gone. And it's like you know, even talented, like Darius Slay is a really good corner still, right? I think he is. Yes, it'd be nice if he was in Detroit, but he's not because you know he expressed some things, and the coach was like, "I'm not having it. You're gone." Yeah, yeah, you're out. You know, so it just yes, you're right. Some some coaches will will deal with that, but you know, part of it too, Cleve, is like you mentioned, he got paid and. and it almost to me, I don't want to say it's a good thing what he did, 
but it's like he's taking a touch of ownership of it. That's not a bad thing. So uh, Ben makes a good comment here. He says that Murray's reputation makes it an issue, um, whether that uh, reputation is fair or not. Maybe I'm missing something here. And uh, Ben, I know you got some connection out there in Phoenix, but I never really thought Kyler Murray had that bad of a reputation. Like, first overall pick, talented, you know, besides like he loves Call of Duty, I never really knew that there was anything there. Scott, is there like things around the league where there's a character issue with Kyler Murray? No, not that I know of. Um, I mean, Ben might know more than, you know, I mean, I don't know. It could Uh, be his peeps. Who knows? I mean, it's like the Wilson thing. It could be his peeps. Like the people around him are probably like causing problems. Yeah. And it's not like things have gone great. You know, I mean, you know, and and again, you know, it's like, Cleve, you mentioned this. It's so it's so spot on. Kingsbury is going to be gone. Kyler's going to remain. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he's he's going to at this point be, uh, you know, putting his foot down on things that he thinks are unacceptable going forward specifically specifically because he was called out the way he was exactly in that contract exactly like, oh yeah you think i'm not studying enough well check this out you know kind of <laughs> stuff i don't know you know um, yeah why don't you why don't you study these two nine routes <laughs> yeah. i don't i mean i don't think that there's anything negative with with tyler um with the exception of you know how much does he love football so you know I didn't take that as a as, as a negative thing. What he was, I I, mean, I you know again, uh, I don't I don't know so much about any of what's going on out there, not being out there and seeing it on, on you know the daily basis. But I didn't think it was bad uh, that that he showed some, you know, some care. Like you know he cares. Yeah, and that's the thing I'm more I'm most interested about with the Cardinals going forward. Uh, for for. Uh, the pocketbook. I'm interested in, you know, Benjamin continuing to get touches because he is better than James Conner, in my opinion. But for the team, like, th- there's a chance that we actually just see Kyler Murray, like, like refuse to go in the game or something. They don't fire him. It is clear he does not like him. And mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here for this, uh, this type of drama. The next game here, we have the Browns 20 at the Ravens 23. Okay, Cleve. I'm going to read you Mark Andrews' stat line. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. One carry for four yards. That's it. That's it? That's it? That's the whole stat line. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) These guys are getting paid how much? Wow. One carry for four yards for the best tight end of football, the best receiving tight end of football. I'll hear an argument for Kelsey, one of the top two, right? <laughs> and then their wide receivers are Rashad Bateman, who's a good prospect, Devin Duvernay, um, I don't know, some other dust balls. I don't know how they won this game, to be honest, and they almost didn't. They needed a push-off against Samari Cooper. Also, Samari Cooper would have won the caught the game when he touched it at the end. And honestly, while they beat Cleveland this week, they really beat Jacoby Brissett. They're not beating this version of Cleveland when uh, Asshat comes back there from a suspension. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, what did you think of this game? It was a bizarre game. Um, Gus Edwards returns from ACL injury. Uh, and That is Cleve's favorite player, by the way. D- dude, I, like, they just rode him. It was bizarre. Like, there was no, uh, you know, grace period, no 
let's get this guy comfortable with con- no let's no. just you know let's feed him yep um it's it's odd uh part of it makes me happy that that there's there's something going on in Baltimore with Lamar it's it's bizarre yeah they haven't paid him no I know, something but even like, more yeah like, like this, yeah this, like he's he's giving them just enough yeah he's just giving them just enough and i think it's it's kind of like it's showing he, now he's quite quite quitting yeah it's it's something like it's like it's enough to like look good like when my my stats look good but yeah i don't give a shit if we win or lose <laughs> yeah and i could see him being somewhere else i could see them yep you know i mean I, so dave i'm talking from like a lions perspective like if you're the Lions and you're wanting to move away from golf and you've got some capital, you imagine that? Wow! You put Lamar with what this offense has the potential to be. There you go. Um, I mean, I just think it would be lights out with with Amon Ra and you know the DJ Chark news is. Should I not be talking about the Lions right now? Am I jumping the gun on this one? You are, you are jumping the gun a little I, bit. I'm gonna. We have we have plenty on. of time to uh, to discuss them. Although I do love. The fact that talking about Lamar Jackson makes you want to talk about the Lions. However, if Lamar Jackson signs with the Lions, I don't think I'll wear pants ever again. They would be unnecessary. Yeah, there would just be no there'd be there'd be no reason. What, it, okay, it would just be all toga saying? all the time, wine in one hand, steak pie in the other. <laughs> like it just it's a party all like it doesn't matter. I can't I can't even fathom what it'd be like having a quarterback of that level. At the so, Detroit Lions. So you're gonna be Jim Irsay all of a sudden. This is where it's trending <laughs> Like you could it's reasonable to think that it is a possibility. And I thought it on draft night. I did. I, I thought that uh their their desire to not even think about addressing the position made me question, huh, what's happening? You know, like are they gonna take the Russell Wilson sort of Tom Brady route and go with an established guy instead of instead of drafting one of these young dudes? It's possible. So for the listeners who don't know, and for Cleve, who may not know why Gus Edwards is his favorite player, Gus Edwards started his career at the University of Miami and then transferred to Rutgers, both of Cleve's favorite college football teams. I wouldn't – I don't even know how that <laughs> happens. You go from Miami to Rutgers. To the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, Usually I, it's Miami to dude, Rutgers to Aldi. That's an arc. That's an arc. <laughs> um, so yeah, 23-20, the Browns did not look that great in this game. But again, I actually think that this team, if they can hang around long enough for when Deshaun Watson does come back, because I'm just I hate to say it, they could end up being a factor in that division towards the end of the year. Um, next game here, one of the most fun games uh of, of the weekend, one that I'm sure everybody's eager to hear us talk about. The Bucks three at the Panthers 21. My God. So I may have played three Tampa Bay Buccaneers and cash games on DraftKings this week. Cleve, you'll be, be shocked to know in, I lost all my money. I'll be back in one minute. Sorry. Okay. This is super professional what I'm doing, but I'll be right back. Okay. You, you lost all your money? No shit. Yeah, I played three bucks out of nine roster spots, one of which has to be a defense. So out of eight players, I played three players from Tampa Bay. Um, what, Cleve, one Mike Evans? No, that actually would worked out. He did it up nine for 96, but I know what you're getting to. You talk about that drop, right? <laughs> Oh my! He oh he could have he could have sh- he could have shaved shat, made pottery, wrote up wrote Christmas cards out for next year, and he still would have been open. The best thing about this drop, and if listeners haven't seen it, they should go find it. it should be all over Twitter. 
uh, wide open on a post throughout like a 50-yard touchdown. Brady puts it right in his hands. There is nobody near Mike Evans. I don't know if the defender fell down or what. And Evans catches it. And like, you ever like go to pick up something and it's too hot and you don't realize how hot it's going to be? And so you like toss drop it. He like did that with the football and he like juggled it to himself and he almost caught it on the rebound, but his long ass legs, he like hit it with his knee and like half punted it like 30 yards in front of him. It was, they should have just played the Benny Hill theme music behind it. What he should have did, to be honest with you, he should have just, when he popped it up, just go for it and grab it. He was thinking about scoring. Yeah. And at that point, when you, if you touch it and it's in the air, just possess it at that point. Just yeah. get it and go down. He's thinking about running through and scoring. Is Crazy, is bro. that off off the top of your head? Is that the worst play you've seen made by a future Hall of Fame player or a player that is now in the Hall of Fame? No, it's, maybe it's, maybe the Jim Marshall safety running the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, that will live forever. I mean, <laughs> but you don't normally see like like Jerry Rice ain't doing that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, Scott? The Panthers traded away Christian McCaffrey, so they can't run the ball anymore, right? Wrong. Wrong. Uh, Deontay Foreman. I'm sorry, Dante Foreman. It's Dante, right? I don't think it's Deontay. Um, I say it. I, I've said it multiple ways. I will continue to because I'm just never okay. going to get it. As, 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 as Scott would say, Deontay Edwards, uh, 15 carries for 118 yards. Have I done the Edwards thing with you guys? With Mark Andrews, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have, have I really done that? You have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't remember? That's okay. Dante. I do it all the time. It's it's like it's incredible. Dante Foreman, 15 carries for 118 yards. Uh Chuba Hubbard, nine carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Cleve, that's a real person. So <laughs> <laughs> apparently Chuba Hubbard does sound like a Keen Peel person, though. Yeah. Like, he he does. does. Yeah, and then we had uh, Ibrahim Moises, eight carries for 48 yards. You know, um, everybody so got in, huh? Mom, yeah, getting in. So, yeah, <laughs> so they were able to run the ball just fine, even without Christian McCaffrey. And then my question for you, Cleve, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers are not good. They're losing games they shouldn't be losing. They're just, they kind of suck. Did we underestimate the impact having Todd Bowles as head coach would have on this team? Because he was awful in New York, right? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, so, I think when you remove a Super Bowl winning coach, whether he coached the team or not, that was a bad move. Whether, you know, I don't, I'm speculating how Tom probably got him out of, out of the spot, but it, it's a house of cards falling down. You know, Tom's team, but then Tom's not invested in it. You know what I'm saying? Scott, do you think that Todd Bowles is a part of the problem here or just clearly? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, but there's been a lot of other stuff too. You know, uh, the offensive line issues are, I at this point, are something that they've been unable to overcome. Um, I find it fascinating that Carolina threw the ball well too, and not only did they run it well, but this is the best passing perform. To me, this is the best their passing game has looked this year. How bad is Baker? Like, um, yeah. It's unsalvageable at this Same point. Guys. I don't know that. Like it's it's got to be over for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think mm-hmm. that Walker probably has. To, he's earned it. Uh, he looked good last year in moments. Um, DJ Moore looked like a a viable 
NFL receiver. Well, he's always open. It's just about somebody can get him the ball. But yeah, I mean, that's like if if a guy like Baker can't use Odell Beckham Jr. because he's just whatever. And now you and you see the same thing with DJ Moore. It's like this is a Baker problem. There's there are issues there. Yep. And yeah, um, but to, to the answer to the question, yeah, I mean, I think the whatever is happening in Tampa, um, whatever witchcraft uh, Giselle put on <laughs> Brady, and, and I'm not blaming her. So you know what I mean? Like I don't want that that to be. Wow. I, <laughs> So That's according to Paul, good. according to Paul, there's there's TikTok theories that one, Giselle is a witch. And for two, for years, she's used her powers to help Tom. Three, now they're getting divorced. She's no longer helping him. And Tom is bad. Uh, why? <laughs> ben, ben co-signs. So, you know, I think that's how democracy works now. So I guess that's the case. I guess it's a fact. I, yeah. I think, and I've been saying this, I think. And this happened with you know when the Arians thing got re- you know when he got removed. I think Tom is so mobbed up that Bowles is just going along to get along. He probably has no power to say anything to Tom. No one probably can say anything to this guy in the building because of fear of like, hey, I brought you a chip. I'm Tom Brady. Don't say shit to me. I'm gonna I'll take eleven days off. I won't come in on Veteran Wednesdays or whatever the fuck it is now or whatever. So like he just whatever he's dealing with, the team has to just get get over it. And he's yelling at guys for no reason, which is in bad taste because he's part of the problem too. He's just he's chucking the ball up like he's. I might let the guys get open. And he's <laughs> like he, just, he has never been good with uh, certain types of pressure. He just never has. It's yeah. always rattled him. And having and, and saying that, it sounds like sacrilegious to say it because he's he's the best quarterback for me, the best quarterback to ever play, and. Um, but, you know, pressure that's kind of in his face very quick is a problem for him. And the offensive line is not helping. And he just seems both rattled and also, um, I mean, doesn't it feel like he's mailed it in too? Like, I know he's bitching at the offensive line and all that stuff, but I don't know. He's not playing that all that well. You know, it's it's like Aaron Rodgers complaining about other people when he's sucked himself, you know, like. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, we're uh we're gonna we're gonna get to that. I think I think uh I think Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen play. I mean obviously I've seen Montana, I've seen Marino. Rodgers to him for him to have the one Super Bowl is kind of like that put on a coach, put on Green Bay. He should have had Tom's career. Uh Tom is good, but for some reason Tom looks like like you said, and I think you're on point there, he's rattled like it's so much shit is on his mind. Maybe the game, maybe what's happening when he goes home, all the shit that's going on. And he's just, he's just not there. He's not, he's not football. It ain't football. Number one there. Yeah. And the one thing, what it looks like. yeah. And the one, the other thing too, that I was thinking about too, as I was just sort of reading about other, you know, big time athletes going through divorces in season and like, it never goes good for the athletes, of course, which you would expect. Um, but so we know that, like, they're talking to divorce lawyers and all that. So it's clear there's some sort of animosity there, relationship ending that's very sad and all that. What we don't know is how the kids feel about this. Yeah, And it's very possible, like, they've been in his ear, like, this is this is bullshit. Like, you know, you're 45 now. Come on. Like, like dude, I'm, like, it's an oldest, like, 15. <laughs> like, like, when are you going to be around? But now it's too late because he's already in the season. And, like, yeah. 
you know, there could be anything going on like that. And I think we're just so used to him being like this robot, hardworking, get over everything. And I just think it's unfair to expect in this situation. But the reason, uh, Cleve, that I think you're right about him running the show there, any other quarterback gets pulled in that game. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, even not like forever, but for that yeah, game, yeah, they for get that pulled. Game, yeah, sit down, sit down. The currency yeah. of this of the of the seven chips and the yeah. ten trips. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh move on to talk about good quarterback play. Marcus Mariota. No, I'm kidding. The the Falcons 17 at the Bengals 35. Okay. <laughs> Madden so, it was a Madden game. <laughs> Cleve, should I start with the Falcons or the Bengals? You know what? I'm a guy that likes to ease into like the main course. Let's go. Let's go horse dervers first. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go. Let's go with the <laughs> let's go with the Falcons. Okay, so it is not a uh native French speaking country where you come from, obviously. Horse oh. dervers. <laughs> I had a guy say that to me. It sounds good. Horse dervers. Let's have some of those. Jesus. All right. Um all right. So in this game. The Atlanta Falcons had a negative 21% pass rate over expectation. Pass rate over expectation is a measure of how frequently the average NFL team will pass the ball in any given situation, right? So if you're at 0%, you're passing the ball at an equal rate to the average NFL team. So in this one game, the Falcons are at negative 21% pass rate over expectation. How do you get a number that low? Uh, Because, for example, the only single team this year in one game with a lower number was the Bears in week one in that monsoon against San Francisco. Wow. Right? Right. So how do you get a number that low? Crazy weather. You jump out to a big lead and you just run the ball because you're killing clock or whatever, right? The Bengals were winning 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Marcus Mariota. Cleve, how many pass attempts did Marcus Mariota have? I don't even know. In a I game, they were losing 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Two things I thought about. 13. Two things I thought about. The Madden rules when you're 21 down, 21-0 past the sticks. And I was I was expecting to see Joe Burrow come out in jeans and his uniform top. Like, he's in his half street clothes. Like, I'm, I think I'm going to be done, like, in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> I think I'm done. 13. 13 pass attempts in a game you're losing 21 nothing in the first quarter. Honestly, Scott, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the Falcons players would be justified if they just refused to play. Because that's just you know, quitting by the coaching staff, right? On top of that, it's it's also uh, negligent from from the what you've done the last couple drafts. You took Kyle Pitts, unicorn. Yep. Uh, you took Drake London. Was it eighth, eighth overall? Eighth, eighth? Fourth for Pitts, eighth for London. Back to back years. And you just refuse to even bother trying to get them. I mean, these are elite dudes. It's not trade like deadline. Are, they're out. Trade deadline. They're out, bro. They're asking. I like. Out, why would? I mean, they're burning any any good faith that there is there. They're they're, you know, they're just. Uh, and maybe it's coaching. I don't. I don't know. It has to be. They were down three scores. The entire game, and Drake London got one target. Yep, and Pitts had what two catches again? Yeah, well, yeah, and he had a thirty-eight percent target share, which would be amazing if it wasn't on thirteen pass steps. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. I don't care about his target share if they're throwing the ball twelve to- or twelve. Right, that means he had five targets. 
yeah, it's like it's you know none, that's not relevant to anything if if you're only throwing it 13 times. But some of it is like, you know, what are we doing? That this is Arthur Smith, right? Yeah. What are we doing? I I don't know. I am. I'm actually flabbergasted that that could happen. And I really do think if I played for the Atlanta Falcons and I had any sort of standing, I would just be like, I'm not playing. I'm not taking the field. Like, I'm, watching the, I'm watching these concussions. I'm watching these ACL injuries. And I'm like, why am I even wh- trying? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if you're a guy like Cordero Patterson, you know, and you're on IR and you're, and you're kind of looking, you're on the way to getting back, like, you know, like <clears> – <throat> What do you want to do that? I mean, like, what are you doing that for? Yeah. You want to be part of that offense? It's yeah. weird. I know some of it's Mariota too. Mariota's as, as risk averse a quarterback as there is. He just won't put the ball into, into a place where there's danger. But and I this would be something I'd really love to know. How many plays did they call passing plays where he checked out of them into runs? I well, would love he, to know. That. He didn't have 20 attempts on the day, which means not enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. He was out here just scrambling like crazy. So wow. also in this game, Cleve, they threw the ball 13 times. They threw a 75-yard touchdown pass so to Demir Bird, still in the league. But like, wow. <laughs> so throw the ball. Throw the ball. Now, uh, I do want to transition to the other team who has no problem throwing the ball. Uh, Marcus Mariota, 13 pass attempts. Joe Burrow, 34 for 34, 34 42. 481 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Jamar Chase, 8 for 130 and 2. Tyler Boyd, 8 for 155. T. Higgins, 5 for 93. They seem to be able to use their high-value high prospects effectively, Scott. They do. I mean, throw in uh, Hayden Hurst in there, too. And you've got that, you know, he was he was one of the, uh, the most underrated free agent signings of the entire class last year. Was them finding a tight end to replace, was it Uzoma? Yes. Um, and he's more than capable, but yeah, I mean, they're loaded. That passing game is loaded. And I know Burrow started slow, but man, he thought, at, he, thought he was at LSU. He's like, fuck these guys. Well, the thing is that the Bengals have a, have a terrible head coach who does not realize that he should just coach like it's LSU and just let Burrow <laughs> throw the ball like Josh Allen does. Um, but maybe they figured it out. Like maybe with Burrow having 780 yards over the last two weeks, they're like, Hey, this could, this could work. Yeah. Maybe we should keep doing this. And if they do, yeah, they could actually be one of the better, one of the better teams in the league. Um, Cleve, do you think Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in the game right now? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, he's definitely seeing the laces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not dropping passes. Now, um, the reason I say. Hesitant, yes, because uh, Justin Jefferson, like, I, I got to flip-flop those guys. Justin Jefferson has that second gear. I don't know. It's it's it, hard. It's interesting that you brought up Jefferson. Scott, anybody else you throw in that conversation? I mean, Cooper Cup deserves to There we go. Good, I was going to say, maybe Cooper Cup deserves a mention as well. He does, but, like, the, you know, to me, Chase is more physical. Yeah. And can play different ways than, and I'm not saying Cup isn't or Jefferson isn't. It's just that Chase's physicality is on another level. Yeah, and Cup is in his last year was his year 28 season. This is year 29. When those guys are 28 and 29, yeah, 
yeah, it's going to be a thing. So I do think that they're actually like better as prospects, but you know, I just want to shout out Cooper cup a little bit just because, uh, yeah, you know, he didn't really play this good. way. Um, also Cleve, you're in trouble for not mis- mentioning digs. Yeah, I was going to, I was Paul, Paul got me there. I was, uh, I was thinking Buffalo, but I just couldn't get the name out. I was like, "Fuck." Khalil Shakir on the same level. Khalil Shakir. Is awesome. Gabe Davis. <laughs> he is awesome, but I'm not sure he's on the same level as as the three we mentioned. Jake Kumaro. <laughs> Done. Duke Williams is he still there? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm actually going to skip a game here. We'll come back to this one. So, Cleve, this week, Joe Burrow was obviously the QB1 in fantasy, right? He scored more fantasy points than any other quarterback, 480 yards, three touchdowns. He ran for another touchdown, I forgot to mention. He ran for another one. Um, Cleve, who was the second highest scoring quarterback this week? This week, uh, scoring quarterback? Uh Uh-huh, in fantasy. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know in fantasy. I would. Who who had good numbers? You know, was it Patrick Mahomes that Josh Allen was off? Was it Lamar Jackson? Well, definitely wasn't Lamar Jackson. It ain't Lamar Jackson. It's probably Patty Mahomes. Scott? Daniel Jones. It sure was Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Because he had like 4,000 yards rushing in that game. Yeah, Danny Dimes, 19 to 30 for 202 and a touchdown, no picks. Uh, 11 carries for 107 yards and a touchdown. Which is, Cleve, that's the equivalent of three passing touchdowns. Yeah. 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 From a fantasy standpoint, well, I've always been saying the guy is super athletic. Like if he if he just settles down and play and gets some ball security, which he obviously worked on in the last year or so, um, he's having he he. I would definitely take him. Um, I don't know if he's a QB one, just you know, but the Giants do got something there with him. Um, if if they can if they can coach him up, and he's where he's at right now, surviving the Joe Judge era and all that other shit, I think he's all right, man. Scott, you think there's a future for Daniel Jones there, or is this actually the end of the line for him and he'll be moving on somewhere? I don't know. I mean, he's played well enough that, you know, uh, I mean, they have a bunch of young players. Um, The curious thing is, Dave, what's the situation with their wide receivers? Like, it's it's toxic. You have Kenny Galladay, who's literally doing nothing. Like He's he's a mannequin. Yeah. Like, like, and, and... uh, Kadarius Tony, first round pick, nothing. And Dave, it's I give you your flowers on, on that. It's it's kind of crazy. Like Wandale Robinson looks the part. Uh huh. But he's, he's five foot I mean, seven, one hundred three pounds. Yeah. And then there's um, there the tight end that they found who who apparently is out for a while with orbital eye surgery kind of thing going on. Yeah, actually, Daniel Bellinger got a fractured eye socket in this game out indefinitely. <laughs> How can you get that through your helmet? Did it, I think somebody I, came in, punched in. Shit. Yeah. Wear visors, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, it's like uh, I know Barkley's had a great year, but um, I'm trying to think of who the other receiver. Uh, Darius, Darius Slayton been good, but it's like they're doing this on offense. They're doing this with nothing mm-hmm. at the receiver position, and it just makes and and you know that team looks very lively. Like if you watch them play. And how vibrant it feels, how it's probably Energy. not a great word. How yeah, how much juice there is. Yeah. Um, looking at like um Kayvon Thibodeau coming off the field after you know some of the plays he's been making, and just it looks good. It just it looks good. I'm not totally buying that they'll be there at the end of the year, but 
you know, that is a team that's really turned it around in two years. They really have. Yeah, no, I think they're I think they're legitimately above average. They've run pretty hot. They're only twenty. Their scoring differential is only plus twenty on the year, and they're six and one. You'd expect them to be more in like four and three with a number yeah. like that. So they're running a little hot, but they're good enough to make um to make to make the playoffs for sure. Sorry, Steve Kornacki is uh on screen talking about the upcoming Senate races, and I'm gonna be really mad if uh Nevada. Alex, that asshole Axel is a senator. Don, this is on you. You better make sure that doesn't happen. You better be out there knocking on doors or something. Um, all right. So, and then uh, the Jags, we even bring them up. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks fine. They look they might be okay in the future, but that hot start, they're done. Peterson is going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, like always bringing Todd Bowles. Um, all right. That's a thing, though. Like you fire some of these guys, and where are you going to go to? Who, who are you going to hire? Like Byron left, which was a, was a huge name in the off season, but with the way this looks right now, I don't know. You with know, Trevor Lawrence with Trevor Lawrence. Man. I Trevor Lawrence, three coaches in three years. That's uh hey, that's the, that's the trend. I mean, he might as well have been in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I think Jacksonville's made enough positive moves this year, like movement in their play. Yeah. That that Peterson will be fine, but they really did dust off a great start that they were given to yeah. just be be trash again. Speaking of teams that are trash again, Lions six at the Cowboys twenty four. Scott, explain yourself. Okay, so um, <laughs> very bad matchup for the Lions offense, missing all of their pieces, and then having perhaps their best offensive weapon in this matchup go out in the first series, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. The sun god, yes. So the Lions offensive line is a very good offensive line, but Jared Goff, if you give him if you if you pressure him, he is it is like and <laughs> I don't want, want to throw around bad words like calling him names or dog shit. It's dog shit play. It's, it's terrible. Play. But it's more he, than he's that. He's the it's Jersey dog. Mike's of quarterbacks. He is oh, like yeah. he's He's afraid. So so you get a little – I mean, there, he's always had the happy feet when he's pressured. But this was more than that. This was you're, – you're, you know, the ball snapped, and you are, you are leaving the pocket before anything's really happened, and you have now drifted 12 to 13 whatever yards deep. It is impossible for tackles to block at those kind of angles especially against good pass rushers. And there are examples in that game where Goff leaves a pocket and like Taylor Decker does a really good job of pushing um, Micah Parsons past where, where Goff would have been had he just taken one step up in the pocket, but because he left the pocket, he gets smoked and it's well, like, and he throws the ball against his, against the body. And it's just like, in, in his defense, he's a really great scrambler, really fleet of foot. I could see why his instinct is to take off and start running. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, that's his game. It's just <laughs> – so it was a bad matchup going in, but, you know, the Lions defense looked really good in that game early. Uh, I do find it super hopeful and very positive that a guy like Josh Pascal, who I loved at Kentucky, would come in and in his first week – his first NFL game after the core injury problem comes in and within uh, the first few drives 
is making a difference immediate. Like, like there's a difference in what their defensive line looks like. So Pascal ended up playing on the closed defensive end side, which allowed Hutchinson to flip over and play with a little more one-on-one and a little wider. And they even two sacks for Hutch. What's that? Two sacks for Hutchinson. Yeah. And some of that comes out of the two point stance and, and just freeing him. But the reason why he got freed is because Pascal's in there just eating things up and he has just such heavy hands. Uh, so it makes me very hopeful that a guy like Pascal already in a, in a quarter showed everything that he showed at Kentucky. Cause I, I mean, I think he would have been a top 20 pick. I do without injury issues. Um, he's everything that everybody wants Trayvon Walker to be, you know, this guy who can play inside and outside and is, and is explosive and is going to defend the run while also being athletic enough to, to accumulate sacks. And that's exactly what Pascal is too. Just a lesser version of it. But, but here's, you know, here's the, here's the problem, Scott. So Hutch gets two sacks. Pascal looks good. Jeff Okuda eliminates Michael Gallup from this game. But yeah. Dak still goes 19 or 25 for 207 yards and a touchdown. Cleve, Zeke scores two touchdowns. Um, well, what did that game look like at, at the half, though? That was it a tough looked, game. Yeah, it looked like the Cowboys were going to come out and crush them in the second half. <laughs> yeah. It, I, mean, it, I, mean, I agree. I yeah, agree. It, it looked like the JV squad was keeping it close for a while. <laughs> and so the varsity squad was going to start. In the first half. They did. Yeah. Um, but Jared Goof has five turnovers in this game. My note here is that this guy's ass. Um, so yeah. I said ass in Jersey Mike's. Cleve said dog shit. Scott said afraid. Don't think those are the right adjectives that you want for your quarterback. It might be time to might be time to move on. He played terrified in that in that game. Like, dude, just step up into the pocket and make easy throws. And he just refused. Cleve, what's the date today? <laughs> 25th of uh year of our Lord. <laughs> Damn, bro. I didn't ask you to do math. Scotch, you all right? <laughs> didn't expect to hear that. 1025. Yes. Yeah, it's October 25th. The Lions have not scored a touchdown since October 2nd. All right. Things are changing. They're gonna they're gonna throw up a ton of points this weekend. You heard it here first. It's still lose by 21. We'll get Maybe. to that too. Maybe they're going to lose like 49 to 28, something like that. Well, then I'll we'll be playing that game of DFS. And uh, I will next be week. starting Jared Goff. And ne- next week, we'll do the show from a yacht. There's always um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Scott, don't we play Buffalo on Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Hey, Monday you guys, week. We, we've made it. We've made it on YouTube because the sex bots are in the chat. Oh, wow. Oh, perfect. That is how you know you've made it on YouTube. When the algorithm gets to a point to where the sex bots show up in the chat, that means that if you're listening to this game on audio, go in the show notes, find the YouTube, and subscribe so you can come out and find the best adult dating site, sexchat69.site. Don't actually go there. They'll probably just hack into your computer. It's all your information. Yeah. So don't go there. I'm going to try to figure out how to block them while the show's going. We but don't I just want to point out. <laughs> we don't that endorse means... that or <laughs> no, Maddie not, Ice Media. Not at all. We we endorse the Maddie Ice Media merch store. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for like official endorsements. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so I'll figure out how to get rid of that. But I just think it's funny that like as soon as we start talking about the Detroit Lions, the sex bots show up to try to make everybody feel better. Um, <laughs> all right. Speaking of speaking of uh, fan bases that probably feel terrible, but I'm actually here for it. Packers 21 at Commanders 23. Um, so my notes on this game are LOL in all caps with a hundred exclamation marks. <laughs> then the, the Packers have lost to Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke in the last three weeks. And then my next note is fuck the Packers. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. <laughs> it is to see both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers specifically have this going on. Um, I don't mean any of the political crap with Rodgers. It's more the, and there's plenty of that, but it's more the Aaron Rodgers is not a, hey, I played poorly and this is on me guy. It is everybody else's fault. It is never his fault. Yeah. Um, he was telling, he put, he was told Pat McAfee today, I think that, that his quarterback coach gave him the highest graded, uh, it's the highest graded game he'd ever been, he'd ever played in or something. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, really? And and how That's other a- people are making too many mistakes and, and maybe it's time for others to, to play. And it's like, I don't know, man. Um, it's a bad team. Again, their offensive line has some issues, but they just don't have enough to help him at this point in his career. And I, I kind of think it's a little Brady-like, like he's sort of mailed it in as well. Well, Tom Brady is divorcing his wife, but Aaron Rodgers is divorced from reality. So it may be harder to come back uh, come back from that. Cleve, the Packers got a pick six in this game and still lost to Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Who could have thrown four picks in the first quarter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was terrible the first half of this game. Hey, yeah, that, he that dart to Terry McLaurin was pretty fucking awesome. Yes, it was. Torched the guy on the road. But the Packers couldn't get over that. Like, you're on, I know you're on the road and stuff, but no, they were home. But like, you know, you're playing against the commanders and they suck. Yes. And you got, you get a pick six and you lose. It's just. <laughs> The NFL's drunk. That's just I mean, when, when you get a pick six, that's the other team spotting you seven points. So the commander spotted you seven, and you still lost. And still beat you to t- Taylor Heineke. Yeah. <laughs> just just the awful. Minnesota's going to win the, win that division, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, much like we all thought. Yeah. I mean, some of us did predict that yeah. in the season previous. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it was reasonable to think that yep. they could and should. Yep. Um, okay, next game here, I have the Colts 10 and the Titans 19. My note on this game is I'm not entirely convinced this game actually happened. <laughs> uh, Explain th- that. <laughs> I don't have any notes on this game. Like, cause, So a little behind the scenes for listeners, I take notes during red zone, and then I uh, refine them and like write stuff down and fill in the stats later and all that. But I don't – I remember Derrick Henry ran for a lot of scoreless yards. But that's it? Like, I like I don't know who scored in this game, like how the touchdowns happened. I really don't know if this game actually happened. Paris Campbell had a nice game. They were – Okay. Red zone was just kind of hovering around it, trying to make – trying to get you something from the game. 
And all we got was Matt Ryan is done. Yes. Done. Yes. Benched for the season. I'm ex- that's I'm expecting that's Frank Reich's about to get fired. Yeah. I'm yeah. expecting so his retirement bizarre, like, is, to, to say he's done. This is Urs, this is Jim Ursay uh making demands of, yes. of a soon to be fired coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Uh so Matt Ryan is a bench for the rest of the season for Sam Ellinger. Um, Scott, normally would ask you for like your prospect take on Sam Ellinger, but like he's slow, not very good, couldn't win at Texas. He'll be playing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats backing up Baker Mayfield next year. Um, Matt Ryan, though, I think should just go back to Atlanta before like Kyle Pitts and Drake London go to play professional pickleball instead. Like, I because he's not gonna do anything there, and honestly, Atlanta could probably use him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean he he'd be a much better version of I mean he would he would have the Atlanta offense at least you know moving in the right direction. It just they just seem rudderless with Mariota, but um I mean Ellinger's a fine whatever quarterback. I think he's more athletic than people think. He's he's big and uh, I just I wouldn't expect a lot from that passing game, but I mean if you have Jonathan Taylor uh you should probably do your best to facilitate getting him the ball and everything else becomes secondary. I, I mean, that's just a thought, but get him the ball in the passing game, right? Every, like every, how they used Deion Jackson a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You can't just hand it to him 30 times. Find if He's got to be the featured, the feature. I mean, this is bad. It's bad for Michael Pittman. Um, they, I mean, the Colts have, they have a solid offense. It's just, it just seems like something else is going on there. Yeah, and they another, were also another team that's super underperforming. Yeah, well, they're without Quiddy Pay and Shaq Leonard on defense as well. So I think that's there. Yeah. Uh Cleve, do you have any other thoughts on this game that may or may not have actually happened? It was it was it was the least interesting game I, I wanted to watch. And thank God for red zone. <laughs> thank God you're a Jets fan. All right. So <laughs> the uh the next game here we got the Texans 20 at the Raiders 38. Uh Josh Jacobs getting elite usage and capitalizing on it. 20 carries for 143 yards and three touchdowns. Cleve, the Texans have the worst run defense in the NFL, and it's not even close. Do you know who they play next week? Derrick Henry. <laughs> he might yeah. he might have he might have 400 GG. yards. He might have 400 yards. They might they <laughs> if they really set out to do it and didn't even care about the outcome of the game, the Titans might be able to break the single game record with Derrick Henry next week. The Texans are helpless trying to stop the run. Scott, did you have that same impression watching them? Yeah, and it's um you know, I think we talked about Davis Mills a little bit. He still looks like he still looks like he he might be uh a buildable player, a developable player. But it makes me wonder. Now they they hold the second pick. Would they, um, because their defense is, is missing so many pieces, uh, you know, if you're picking in the top three or four, which I think they will because of that tie, uh, are they going to address the quarterback position or would they push it out? And well, a player like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, you know what I mean? Like somebody, you know, a very impactful defensive player. I don't know. Well, my note here is Davis Mills played okay, but he's a backup QB, a good one, but a backup. So I would expect him to address the quarterback position. Cleef? He's the next guy up. So, <laughs> wow. He does have a giant long. So, what neck. I did there? Yeah. 
<laughs> I actually like him. I think yeah, I think fine. um I think Love needs to shave the beard though. It's an awful looking beard. That's yeah. actually just his chest. <laughs> That's a look. It is. Uh speaking of a look, Nathaniel Hackett looks like a thumb and coaches like one too. Uh the Jet 16 at the Broncos 9. This was actually the most disgusting game of the day, but it was awesome because it was the Jets going to five and two. So that made it kind of interesting. Uh, Cleve, first question for you. Is Brett Rippon better than Russ Wilson? Uh, I mean, it's looking. It's looking. The pause right. says it all. Yeah. Yeah. The fact um, that you even have to ponder it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's here's my thought for the Giants. But we were talking about the Giants wide receiver situation. Yeah. Yeah. Trade for Jerry Judy. Yeah. That's sexy, isn't it? It is. I don't know what yeah. it would cost. I, I think it would be worth it though, because he's so young. He's yeah. a very good player. I do think yep. AJ Hamler could get traded. Because he's doing nothing there. He's he's not really involved. Yeah, but he's not a number one type anywhere, no. whereas Judy could be, and that's kind of what the Giants need. Uh for the Giants specifically, Darius Slayton and KJ Hamler are the same person. Yes. Yes. But I mean, Judy would Judy would go to New York and become their ex uh, alpha dude. He would. And if they ever get Kadarius Tony back from his walkabout or whatever he's doing with Judy, all of a sudden that could become a strength of that team. Yeah, and yeah, you, Tony and Wandale Robinson and and yeah, yeah. Especially if they're really invested in in making Danny Dimes work, you know, you do need to give him some help. Yeah, it's so weird that Dimes had a good had a good uh, game this week. So I'm so used to calling him Danny Nichols. I have to like actually give him some props this week. Now, Cleve, this might have been a Pyrrhic victory for the Jets because while they won this game to go to five and two, they did lose Brees Hall to a torn ACL. Um, offline, you had some thoughts about how that impacts the team and whatnot. I just want to know if you wanted to share those. Share those here. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think like I said, um, if it's going to come out to quarterback play, we're we're screwed. Because that was that was the buffer. Now we're gonna be playing teams in our own division that's gonna scorch us. We're gonna get scorched. We're gonna we're gonna get scorched by by Zappy. Zappy can come out there, probably throw four hundred yards, <laughs> and we won't be able to we won't be able to fight back with that because Zach is not doing enough. Me personally, I feel he's not doing enough. Uh, tough break for Brees. I mean, he was he, he was on track for a really good record. We got another running back from the. Um, off the waivers, whatever. I mean, well, it's a, it's a, it's pick worthy. I think he has to get 600 yards or something, and then we get like another. The pick goes up, but they um, gave up a six. Then if he gets 600 yards, it becomes a fifth. Yeah, and he's already at 300 something yards. So I mean, given where we at week seven, going to eight, he I thought it was 600. 600 with the Jets. 600 with the Jets. Yeah. Oh, with he's the Jets. Good run so, yeah. Okay. He's a he's a quality player. He's it's not like you you traded for, you know, nothing. But what do you think? I, what have you seen out of Sauce Gardner? What do you think? I think he's great. I think he. I think that's that's panning out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my Aiden Hutchinson defensive rookie of the year tickets are in trouble. <laughs> they could be. Yeah. yeah. Although Sauce. if he gets. Honestly, if Hutchinson gets to twelve or thirteen sacks, it's, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. If the Jets if the Jets go eleven and six and make the playoffs, and Sauce has got like a couple key interceptions against the Bills and a big win at the Meadowlands, there ain't no beating yeah. that kid for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, sauce is uh sauce is the real sauce is the real deal. Now, Cleef, I mentioned that the Giants should trade for Jerry Judy, who played in this game, but I think the Jets should make a trade for somebody. I think the Jets should trade for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Well, again, wow. with, think about with, it. With that coaching staff and Aaron, Aaron's attitude, and, and as Scott mentioned, his doesn't take uh, accountability for shit. Are you kidding me? Elijah Moore is immediately happy <laughs> and useful. Oh, no, yeah. Garrett I Wilson mean, is useful. The, the talent is going to be there. Like I, I'm, I'm not discounting that. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the dynamic, the team dynamic, like how does that work out? Probably not great. Yep. Are Are they going to be able to win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson? No. Maybe. No. No chance. No. 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 Zach Wilson. Zach, off that I mean, and, Zach and I'm Wilson saying, is a Zach Wilson is a bad Baker Mayfield. And I'm saying that with guys like Trent Dilfer and and uh, and Brad Johnson winning Super Bowls, <laughs> and and uh and Jeff Hostetler. Come if on, if you man. put Jim McMahon on the '85 Bears, that team goes three and twelve. <laughs> yeah, it it matters. It, it matters. If you put Zach Wilson on those Ravens teams with Trent Dilfer, Ray Lewis would have actually gone to prison. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to laugh at that. That's so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. Man. So but I so I'm officially not a believer in Zach Wilson. The light's still on for him. Like it could still click or whatever, but I am not I'm not encouraged Productivity by activity needs to step up. He needs to yes. he needs to he needs to pass yeah. pass more, dude. Yeah. He's well he's gonna have some big games coming up because they're got a winning record now. So they actually have some leverage spots. It's not like a wasted season trying to develop them or anything. All right. Next game here. The Chiefs 44, the 49ers 23. Big news here, Cleve. Christian McCaffrey traded to San Francisco on Thursday, plays on Sunday. What did you think when you heard the news? And what do you think the impact will be on San Francisco going forward? Um, I think <clears throat> I, when I heard the news, I'm, I'm glad that he got out of, uh, of, of Carolina. Um, and I think it's a good landing spot for him because uh, he is like a dual. Th- he's a runner and he's also a receiver. So uh, they do get another body on the line there. Um, I just don't know if Jimmy G and this, and this, uh, well, Jimmy G and the coaching would, would benefit him. Like how he's, how he's going to find a, a, a spot in there. Um, I, I feel happy for him and I hope, I hope he, I hope he contributes, but Jimmy G's like you said, and I believe you now, like his ceiling is like, that's it. So you're getting with this guy. But that, yeah. I think that's the reason for the trade. Is the is the recognition that yes, we're a good team and we have a good offense, but we need more, and we need something different than hey, let's just go get a receiver and, and let Jimmy throw to him. No, we we're gonna we want to control games. Yeah. We want to run, uh, and on top of that, like you know, think about think about uh, Debo and uh, McCaffrey is like split backs in a backfield. What do you do? That's, that's scary. That's scary. You know, and then Ayuk and Kittle and all these. Th- I just. Um, scary. I think it makes McCaffrey makes Jimmy G better in a lot of ways. Yeah. Is it enough? I don't know. Um, but I mean, the hope I would, I would, I would expect that the hope is that he makes Jimmy G look better, which boosts his trade value at the end of the season. 
because I still think they're moving on from from Jimmy G. They have to. They have to. Yeah, it's just McCaffrey's a stud. Um, I I think he's the best running back in the NFL, uh, overall Mm -hmm. running back in the NFL. Um, To me, it's super intriguing, this landing spot, to see where – Dave, you're giving me the eyes. What do you think? What What do you got? I'm giving you the eyes too, because we're, well, we're probably both thinking. Cle- Cleve, Cleve, on the count of three. One, two, three. Saquon. <laughs> I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna say. I was actually gonna say the dude on the Browns, but yeah, Saquon Nick can Chubb? get that too. Jim Brown. No. Ernest Biner. No, Nick Chubb. Maria Motley. <laughs> Eric Metcalf. <laughs> what was the tiptoe burglar? Jacobson in New York when he got his money, he ran to the sidelines. <laughs> Jacobs, Brandon Jacobs, yeah, Mary oh yeah, 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 yeah. He ran hard before his money. When he got his money, he was he was out of bounds, bro. <laughs> you blame him? <laughs> Business decision. Oh yeah. No, I just I think McCaffrey does things at a higher level uh, than Barkley. The Barkley's a great runner. And he's super violent the Swiss way he Army runs knife. All those he's things. a Swiss Army knife. He's a yes. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. And I think that's more what San Francisco is needing. Swiss Army knife. You know, yeah. hey, difference. we need a slot receiver this week. Okay. Yep. McCaffrey's exactly. that's your job. You know, you can do that. Well, that's enough about the team that lost this game by three touchdowns. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs who slaughtered San Francisco on the road here. And I think we saw the Chiefs' offense look like what they wanted it to look like. Without Tyreek, finally, finally, we got to see these wide receivers uh, come to life. So starting with Patrick Mahomes, who goes uh, 25 of 34 for 423 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Miko Harriman, four catches for 34 yards and a touchdown, but also two carries for 28 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Juju, 7-124-1. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, 3-4-1-11. Um, that is what the Chiefs look like when they're hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. And that is a team that I think only Buffalo can beat. Or or at least it'd fair. be a good yeah, it'd be a good, good game. I, just think about the setup of like postseason football, seeing the Chiefs and the Bills play in the AFC championship game again. It's like I can't wait to get there because it's oh, gonna be man. such great football. In the in the swirling wind in minus 10 degrees in Orchard Lake, Orchard Lake, Orchard Park. So it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire versus Devin Singletary for all the marbles. Yeah. Because the other team could throw. Um, but hey, that's why Buffalo is going to build a dome or whatever. Um, all right. Next game here, we have the uh, Seahawks 37 at the Chargers 23. First note I have in this game is that the Chargers are done. Following note, Mike Williams has a high ankle sprain. He will miss some time. I have a feeling yeah. that might extend into the entire season as things move along here. And J.C. Jackson tore his patellar tendon in his knee. Uh, big free agent signing defensive back from the Patriots. He is gone for the year now. So that is Bosa for most of the year, if not the whole year. J.C. Jackson for the year. Rashawn Slater for the year. Mike Williams probably for the year. They haven't had Keenan Allen up until this point. Uh, for now, Scott, does it make sense that the Chargers are struggling? Or with such a good quarterback, should we be able to overcome all this? I don't know how any quarterback could overcome the names you just mentioned. I just don't know. Um, Herbert's really good. Uh, Keenan Allen did return, so you you hope that that hamstring injury and those are always so they nag forever. Um, 
Uh, Josh Palmer should be back this week or after the bye in two weeks. Uh, Austin Eckler is playing great football. So, I mean, there's, there's hope for, there's a little hope because Denver sucks. And, you know, that was the issue was like the AFC West was going to be, you know, impossible to come out of, but they need a new coach. The chargers. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a piping hot take out of nowhere. I mean, I don't agree with it, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Herbert, as you got, as, as Scott mentioned, Right. This is like we we like we always say, like you're you have keys to a Ferrari and you're driving like it's a fucking Volkswagen Beetle. It's the Kyle Pitts problem. Yeah. They're playing him like he's a uh, F1. Yeah. Take the gloves off. Take the kick gloves off. Take the gloves on. You know what you got with him. You know, he's been in the league a couple years now. You know what this kid can do. Oh, and with the uh, with the Mike Williams injury now too, if they still think they have a chance, they are going to be in the uh, buying market for wide receivers as well. You got Chase Claypool as a possibility going oh, to. Uh, well, that'd be a and, nice fit. And who go wouldn't to want to go play with Herbert? Like big arm, <laughs> you're going to get targets. And now that the Chargers are desperate, if the Jets do decide to honor Elijah Moore's trade request, they might be able to get a first out of the Chargers for him. Oh, if he goes there, oh, holy yeah. shit! Which which does represent a a, a profit for the Jets because more was a second round pick, yeah. so they could profit in a couple of years and move them anyways. It's more like dynasty fantasy thought, but uh, uh, not got free tips to Scott here, but that's more like dynasty fantasy thought. <laughs> but um, Next uh, week, you and I are going to execute a trade on this show. Yes, and <laughs> and after that, I'm going out on a date with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> um, we're gonna go to the Obama's house for dinner. Sounds nice. And then to space with Jeff Bezos. Okay, nice day. In that order. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan will be okay with the whole thing. That is exactly what all that's more likely than us actually completing the trade. But no, I think that Elijah Moore to the Chargers for a first round pick is actually a good deal for everybody. And everybody should strongly consider that because that would be really something. Yeah, I, and you know what? I bet you uh, I would guarantee. Nah, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I would think that it wouldn't cost a first. Go with that. I, you know, I would think that maybe they could get it done for like a, a two and a three or a two and a future two kind of thing. Like, maybe, yeah. I mean, what's more done uh, to demand a first? I guess at this point, I get what you're saying because he's really good. Yeah. And they he's, have, he's he's done enough. He's so young. He's like still only twenty two. Yeah, and, and yeah. the need is so great. Yep, and it's not just filling the need now. He would be a long term. Yeah, rock star. But they have to replace Keenan right. Allen. Yeah, yes. Uh, it, it Keenan. So yeah. So for the Chargers, you have Keenan Allen with a bum hamstring, and as you mentioned, could flare up at any time. We probably can't even expect Keenan Allen to play the rest of the games this year. Yeah. Mike Williams is done for most of the year. If they make the playoffs, probably come back. But with a high ankle sprain in week seven, if they're losing, he there's no reason for him to come back. Yeah. Josh, Josh Palmer, Palmer he, Josh Palmer is decent, but he's slow. Like he's he's not number one because he's just too slow to be a number one. Uh Jalen Guyton is out there running wind sprints. He doesn't he doesn't do anything. He's just out there just running, running suicides back and forth. He doesn't count for anything. Mike Bandy is Mike Bandy. So like whom? Yeah. Uh really good in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> but Mike Bandy might have been good in the preseason. I have zero percent of him on my best ball teams, of which I have 735. 
So, oh, I did skip over DeAndre Carter because everybody skips over DeAndre Carter because he's DeAndre Carter. So, yeah. to me, the you can't build the entire plane out of Austin Eckler. You got to have somebody else there. And for me, if I'm the Jets, I'm like, that team is desperate enough. Elijah Moore is good enough. We can get their first-round pick this year and go get another receiver um, to replace more. That That is like – I I would be all I – mean, I'm in. You know, yeah, both sides. Here. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, oh, the Seahawks won this game, uh, 37-23. to uh, Last note I have on this game is about Ken Walker the third. He's the real deal, Cleve. 23 carries, 168 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, Mike Leone from Establish the Run compared Kenneth Walker to a back-in-the-day running back. I mean, we're talking like back-in-the-day Uh and when he first said it, my initial reaction was, that's insane. But as I watch Ken Walker play, I don't think it's actually absurd. I don't agree with it necessarily, but it's not how, absurd. How, how far is back in the day we're talking? 1960, 1965 to 1971. Couldn't have been OJ. Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers? Holy shit. He said Because my, my first thought was like, well, no, because Gil Sayers is so much faster. I could see like the shiftiness in whatever, but I um, I I don't think it's insane. Like I actually think that's a pretty reasonable comparison, which is scary. Mm-hmm. He has been electric with the ball yeah. in his hands. Yeah, and in multiple ways, he's fast, he's explosive, he does all those things athletically, but then he's impossible to tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like his forced missed tackle rate has to be—it has to be huge. It was insane at Michigan State last year. It was, and 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 the limited exposure, you know, to this point, he's got to be—I mean, it's got to be crazy right now. And that's kind of everything, like the whole scouting running backs thing is just look at the how elusive they are and how many how many tackles they they miss. Yeah, for people mm-hmm. to miss, and that's what you go by. That's what you look at. And right now, that's Bijan and Corum um, in this class. Yeah, but you know he is—he looks incredible. He really does. Cleve, do you think the comparison to Gil Sayers is totally insane? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, well, you I'm you watch Gil Sayers live, so. Jesus <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Gale in that mud game where I think he scored like he went poke high on everybody. Everyone couldn't stand up, but he was running fine. <laughs> and you know, if he was doing that on 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 mud, whatever. So yeah, I, it it's a high compliment, you know. But I mean, that's a that's some that's some big shoes that that you're talking about there. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that like he's right there or whatever. But you know, when I first heard, because he said it before the game, right? Michael Leone from Establish Run said yeah, it before yeah. this last game, and I was like, "That's nuts." And then I'm watching the game. I'm like, "It's not nuts." No, Might I mean, not be right, but it's not nuts. Yeah, I mean, you always say, "What's the word you use?" He's got some wiggle. <laughs> yeah, he's smooth. Like he yeah. like does that, that that like sideways glide. Like the game is glitching. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. slide sideways so he's gonna be really exciting to uh to watch going forward oh sorry dk metcalf has a patella tendon injury no surgery needed but will miss uh some time who knows how long it's going to going to be but 
if the Seahawks keep winning, if, Lord help me, after I said they have the first overall pick, if they make the playoffs, Gino. DK will be back for that. So, um, who takes over for DK at this point? Like, who's number two there? I mean, I know they lock it, but who is it? Eskridge? Well, this week it was Marquise Goodwin, 67 know, yards and two because, touchdowns. Yeah, not it's not going to be him. I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't have anybody to come off the bench. And the Deskers pick was such a bad pick that they don't have anybody to. Yeah, is you know, that a team that might make a trade for a receiver? Honestly, the Seahawks are more likely to make a trade for a running back three plays for Sean Penny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. That's you're that's right their about. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, go get me, go get us Marlon Mack. Oh, um, oh my gosh. All right. Uh, two games left here. Steelers 10, Dolphins 16. Cleve 2 is 4 0 as a game as a starter this year in games that he's finished. At what point are you going to give up the ghost and that Tua Tangavailoa is a good winning NFL quarterback? So let's pause. Let's pause. Look at the numbers, right? And the optics, if those fucking corners could catch, that was four picks. He he threw he threw four picks. So what's funny? Ben actually said in the comment section a few episodes ago that Tua had some picks dropped on him, and you're right, Cleve. In this game, there were four clear interceptions that he oh, threw. Yeah, that were that were dropped. And uh, for some reason, is Ty- is Tyreek too fast for him? That he always un- he always throws a short ball to Tyreek. Tyreek has to Palmer always come might be back. Too fast for him. He he actually has to cut back for. The- I've never seen Tyreek cut back for a ball. Until he got to Miami. I'm like, why is he? He's normally in stride, catches the ball, second, third gear, he's gone. He's got to circle back, come back for the ball, or fight the corner for the ball. Or the same Tua, Tua is deadly between 10 and 15 yards downfield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, 10 and 25. 10 and 25 yeah. yards downfield. He is yeah. like lights out. Anything beyond 25, he, 50, 50 he, he looks like a middle schooler who's like, look at how far I can throw this ball. And then winds up and chucks it as hard as he can. He's he's approaching Tebow territory on some of these deep balls. I want to. Yeah, I would love to see stuff too. Like you know, when you're when you're scrambling and you have the ability to throw it away, but you'd rather try to run over a linebacker. Dumb. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. The the um. So something interesting about him, like he he's not naturally left-handed, right? Like he taught him, like his dad taught him how to be left-handed. Same with Michael Vick. Yeah, it's it's crazy that you know that he has, like you said, within that short span, like he could put some zip on the ball. But obviously, it 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 shows when he can't get it downfield. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm, I'm not ready to give up the the team looks better with him. I'm not gonna deny that. Team responds better, and you know if you're a quarterback, that's what you want. But I'm not convinced that you know the numbers. You know, he's, I mean, he literally threw four picks. That was, that was anyone else. Four picks. He would have yeah. been, he'd have been sat down. Yeah. In concussion no. protocol. Like, are you still concussed? <laughs> you still concussed. <laughs> I knew, I knew Don would show up here. Uh, Sayers was incredible. Oh, yeah. Don was a big Gil Sayers guy. So, um, part of the reason why in my head it was just so insane when, when that was said. Yeah. I think to, uh, um, it's clear he struggles with that with that deep ball, and that's why they went and got him the receivers they did. But they can't beat Buffalo not being able to throw the ball down the field, can they, Scott? 
So I would tell you that if it's in Buffalo and it's bad weather, Buffalo and it's windy, I would think that the strengths of what Tua does is better and more suited to bad weather, meaning short slants and let guys like Waddle and Hill run than trying to force the ball into the wind and complete passes that way. So, I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it. Like when it gets ugly and, and weather problematic, Miami's Miami is built to deal with that better than a traditional passing offense because they shouldn't be forcing the ball deep down the field. True. But in this particular matchup, the bills have the best running threat on the field as well with Josh Allen. Yes. You know, if it's, if the weather is that bad, you can just old school QB power, get Josh Allen 27 carries with the, yeah. with ten blockers, <laughs> you have a great time doing it, <laughs> and, and make and make it happen if uh if you really had to. But I think the Dolphins are good. I think they'll play some fun games this year. I think they'll play a fun game this week, which we'll get to here. But on the other side of this ball, the Steelers only score ten points in this game, and honestly, I think it's GG Mike Tomlin time. Like, yeah. it, it's time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you think Carolina? I think Mike Tomlin, if he could deal with recruiting, would be an incredible college coach. Yes, he would. But I think it's such an expansive uh, – there's so much shit that you have to do. Yeah. Like nonsense. Yeah. I don't think he – I don't think it would go well. Ask, ask Herm Edwards, who didn't know any of the recruiting, the recruiting bylaws. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that? No, you fucking can't do that. Like, you can't just – yeah. yeah, I could just see – I'm trying to think of a, of a great place where Mike Tomlin could go and just destroy in the in the college I mean, game. I'm thinking like oh, South Carolina. I could I mean, see him being at like Florida or Florida State. Yeah. Where just re- recruiting those in-home dudes and just getting them ready to roll. I'm I can see that. It's just I'm still, how much drama do you have to deal with? To yeah, get I'm still thinking NFL. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of jobs open. The Colts, that's gonna be open. There's a, there's a few there's a few yeah. landing spots for this guy. Well, if you if you just don't have to deal with having to find a quarterback again, there's always Arizona. And that's that true. Would, yeah, that would probably be good. And I bet Kyler Murray and screaming calm the fuck down at Mike Tomlin. Oh fuck yeah! Right. I I almost <laughs> didn't do it here. <laughs> On the podcast, because I don't want Mike Tomlin to find out. <laughs> yeah, some coaches can take that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the Steelers are going to look completely different next year, and because they're not, they're not looking good now. Last game uh, here from this week, the Bears thirty three at the Patriots fourteen, and this game was incredible. For one, the Bears actually put together a little bit of offense. They were up ten to nothing to start this game. So Mac Jones got pulled for Bailey Zappi in the early second quarter. Um, Bailey Zappi immediately gives the Patriots a 14 to 10 lead. Great throw to Jacoby Myers. But after that, he looked kind of like Bailey Zappi and the Bears scored the next 23 points. So Scott, I want to start with you. Your impressions of Bailey Zappi in this game first. You know, do you think he did enough to just rip this job away from Mac Jones or did the whole team just shit in the bed last night? You know, I think he did in some ways that that uh, he's a little more reliable in in terms of you know what you're going to get. And I think for Belichick, that's maybe more important than anything. Like He's controlled. He, yes. He's controllable. He's controllable. He ain't yes. going to go out so there and go rogue. 
on uh, what we know you're going to do. Don't do anything more than like Mac Jones is going to be trying to make, you know, plays and all this stuff. And I think it drives Belichick nuts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stay within yourself and let's just play your game and we'll make it all work. And we'll put together a, an offensive script that, that works for what you do well. Don't do anything outside of it though. And Zappi's been, he's a, you know, he's a highly polished college player coming into the NFL. Um, he's looked at so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Now, comparatively, Cleve, we have Justin Fields, who, I mean, in a tough matchup. Let's not forget the Lions just went into the Patriots, uh, into Foxborough and got shut out. So this is a tough matchup. He looked okay, ran for 82 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. throw for almost 200 and another touchdown. What would you think about Justin Fields this game, Cleve? He has he has flashes. Like, he, you know, he, he, he what you want him to be is what you saw last night, but you're not going to get that. He's not consistently going to do that. Like you're saying like, I don't know what it is with this kid. I, I don't. I don't know if it was just Nagy's shit at the time or whatever. I don't know. You know what it was, but um, uh, I can see where he's. You know, he. I could see why he got drafted or why he's in the NFL. But I just I'm not sold on yet. Going back to the question you asked Scott about Zappy, mm-hmm. I think I think they fucked up when they like not named the starter for the game and then we're going to rotate two quarterbacks and that's like it. So the game plan probably got convoluted or something. Like I, I just, I think they should have just went in with, if Max said he, Max, I'm not a hundred percent coach. All right, we'll give you one more week and we'll put Zappy in or whatever. And that should have been it. But him saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to go that type of shit. And then the crowd immediately turns on him when he, when as Scott says, you, you do too much. Zappy does exactly what you're supposed to do. Hey, I'm this kid's not gonna go rogue. He's gonna listen. He's controllable, right? Max not. Max gonna play his brand of ball, and that's it. So, um, if you're talking about controversy, I'm not there yet to say that. But I said that you know I've seen enough from Zappy in three games that he fits the New England situation. Like he he just does what he's supposed to do, and that's it. The Patriot way, whatever the fuck they call it up there. Like he's that guy. I I don't think Max settled into that to that role just yet and um they're fickled up there man they they, they yeah. were chatting that kid's name i'm like mac have to felt like shit like they're chatting this kid's name and but class act he walked over after he scored the touchdown and he he he, he gave him something he said hey what happened this dude doing too much code kicking <laughs> that was a great that was a great series of plays yeah yeah awesome. uh yeah, that was nuts. Uh, <laughs> um, Literally. Yeah, oh, exactly man. there. Uh, anyways, the Patriots are uh, not good. And they beat the Lions 29 to nothing. So, Scott, we're in some trouble. Um, all right, moving on to the games coming up this week. We do have a couple good ones, a couple interesting matchups here. Thursday night, Cleve, you're going to want to watch Ravens at Bucks. So we're, yeah, gonna look no. at, so we're gonna look at two quarterbacks that are not interested in playing quarterback just enough. We're gonna do it just enough. I think that we might be able to see future Detroit Lions Super Bowl winning quarterback Lamar Jackson put the final nail in the coffin of the Bucks this season. The Ravens <laughs> could the Ravens could, if the Bucs show up like they did against the Panthers, the Ravens could win this game 55 to 3. You know, in a way the Panthers never could. Yes. Man. And 
Oh, that would be amazing. I just I have visions in my head of Odafe Owe just just destroying Tom Brady on a blindside blitz and Brady getting up and like screaming at the sideline, but it's the Raven sideline because he's confused. Not because he's concussed, just because he's old. So he's like confused and yelling. Um sorry, I probably shouldn't call the 45 year old old. That's probably insensitive to my co-host here. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott's got a nine route for me. I'm way over 45, brother. (laughs) I know it's me and me and Scott you're talking to. Well, obviously, Cleve, you watched a Gail Sayers live and you were grown. Um, So, (laughs) wow. Weren't you hanging out with Joe Biden at the bar? The liberties this guy takes. (laughs) Well, as a nation, we've taken liberties with the London game because there's another London game this weekend in Cleve. Why? I do expect you to be up at 9.30 in the morning taking meticulous notes discussed on the podcast as the Broncos play the Jaguars in London. No. (laughs) No. Hard no. Hard no. The pound is already worth like 39 cents or whatever, (laughs) and now we're sending them this game? I mean, because even even before the season, we thought this game would have been a slaughter of the Broncos and the Jags. Instead, now it's just like slappers only. Like, this is terrible. Yeah, ugly. Uh, but the Jags had better win. Honestly, the Jags had better win, and they yeah. should win. If if they win, like, Nagy gets fired on the plane back, the plane ride back. He's, he gets relieved of his duties. Nagy's not even coaching. He's I mean, hanging he's out at home. He's sitting on his couch. He's getting fired anyways. <laughs> I think, Cleve, I think the same thing. I think if 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 you can't. If it's another week where it looks as ugly as it has, I just don't know how you're you're how you do you keep you can't keep them. You can't keep them. You can't keep them. And and that again, I, I never I never clamor for a guy to lose his job and livelihood because again, I know that it's a ton of people that are attached to that wagon. It's it's not like just oh he just hackers can lose his job. It's a yeah. ton of coaches that are gonna go with him after the season's over. But yeah, if they don't if they don't do something right now. This they're not. It's he can't save himself. He can't. He can't save yes. himself. Nope. Yeah, I agree. Nope. Um, Dolphins at Lions. So that game could have be fifty five to fifty four. That could be a fun one. Yeah. Man. But Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are going to combine for three hundred yards receiving in this game. <laughs> and yeah. Then, so I mean, if you're setting a, a a GPP lineup for me, it's put. I'm I'm playing Jared Goff and Amon Ra and. Throw, and running it back with Hill and Waddle and, and figuring it out. The, that the happens. Out. They fire your the co- the guy. They fire. Was it Terry Glenn? <laughs> yes, fire yeah. Terry Glenn. It's yeah, Aaron he's... Glenn, but Terry Glenn went to Ohio State, so fire him anyways. Yeah. I don't care yeah, where yeah. he is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking names up tonight. I'm, I must be tired. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's a like Terry Edwards. No. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys, if that happens, real talk. I mean, you guys should go out there and beat this shit out of the Dolphins. We are at home. No, 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 no. Well, the do- like you guys are due for a win, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with your team. Can, can we I, score a I'm touchdown? Being, can we be due being, for a touchdown? And I'm being yeah. sincere. Who, who is your backup? Tim Boyle. No, I, Nate, I Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. He, <laughs> yes. Wow. So you're gonna have to go into an entirely different direction than you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, a whole right. different type of suck. That's an off ramp. I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, Panthers at Falcons. That's red zone only. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals at Vikings. I'm. 
if everybody's going to be on this Lions and Dolphins game, Scott, I might be looking at a uh, Vikings Cardinals game stack here a little because it's one o'clock too, which means it's not in prime time, Clee, for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. He, so he, he that's his kryptonite, right? Huh? So uh, we got a so I might do like a little Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, bring it back with a little New Hopkins, something yeah. like that. As everybody else is on the Lions and the, the Dolphins. Uh, Bears at Cowboys, GG, Justin Fields, that offensive line against Micah Parsons. Oh, good luck. He's going to uh, run for his life. He should take a personal day. Uh, <laughs> uh, Raiders at Saints. The Saints don't know who they're going to start at quarterback. Andy Dalton threw two pick sixes uh, at the end of the first half, and James Winston has a broken back, and they can't decide. I can't believe Andy Dalton is still in the league. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Steelers, Steelers are at the Eagles in the Battle of Philadelphia, which could just be a Philadelphia murder scene. Yeah, it's going to be a crime really? scene. Yeah, and that whole city, that whole city is going to be hyped too because the Phillies are in the World Series. I hear. Um, yeah. Uh, against the Houston Astros, nobody cares about the Texans right now, which is good because the Texans host Derrick Henry, who, as you mentioned before, will run for four hundred yards in this game. The Patriots are at the Jets. Patriots by double digits. Mm-hmm. Well, sauce. This is it. Sauce wow. might have a good game. <laughs> sauce Roll might be, Huh? This is roll tape on Dave. That's it. Patriots money line. That's the gold star lock of the week. But remember, if you bet it and you lose and you complain to me, you got to fight Cleve. So <laughs> bet at your own risk, not financial advice. Personally. I'll be betting the Patriots money line there as all the money comes in on the Jets. Um, Giants are at the Seahawks, which is somehow a battle between two playoff teams. That that should actually be a good game. Yeah, should be a good game. Commanders, Colts, Tyler Heineke for Sam Ellinger. Cleve, I have you taking notes for that one too. Uh, 49ers, Rams, CMC versus Aaron Donald. That should be a good one. I actually got a couple decent ones in primetime. So the Sunday night game is Packers at Bills, which, I mean, decent because here comes four in a row for the Packers. And just like the Ravens on Thursday night could just end it for the Bucks, the Bills could absolutely end it for the Packers right here. If they get rolled, bro, shit. Because yeah. the Bills don't stop passing. No, no, no. They, they're like the anti-Falcons. They will pass the ball no matter what the score is. Yep. This, this, oh, my body is ready. I'm so here for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Monday night Bengals at Browns. So it's gonna be a slaughter. good game. It is slaughter. Yeah, they they oh, they match up well. They match up well against each other. I think that's gonna be a really good, entertaining game. I think a lot of Nick Chubb um showdown in that game, Nick Chubb captain lineups I be a little bit sneaky because they're gonna be an underdog and everybody's gonna play chase or whatever. Yeah. Nick Chubb captain will be a little he'll be under owned relative to what he should be in uh in that game. So yeah, that's uh that's the next week upcoming here. I got just one more thing from me before before we go. Give me one second here to pull this up, you know, producing the show as Uh-oh. the show Uh-oh. is is in progress. Don't worry, this is not a joke at Cleve's expense, I promise. Oh, might be at mine. <laughs> no, it is not. So uh in the offseason, on stream, we drafted a uh, uh, Best Ball Mania 3 team. 
$2 million the first place. If we win the $2 million, Scott and Cleve each get $25 because I want to keep them interested. So it's not working. You, <laughs> <laughs> you could see here that we're in fourth place. We're only eight points off of advancing. And I want to just make it clear for everybody that you don't need to have great quarterback play to do well on this. As we take a look at the team, our quarterbacks are Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Jared Goff. <laughs> Damn. How, How loaded we... are you everywhere else? Well, we have DeAndre Swift, who hasn't played since week two. Isaiah Pacheco, Zamir White, who haven't done anything. Eno Benjamin's come on. And Tony Pollard has done okay, right? But we cornered the market on Bills wide receivers with uh, Diggs and Gabe. Ahmad Ra, who's been out for a while. Darnell Mooney's done nothing. Traylon Burks is on IR. Scott, your boy, Tyler Boyd has done good. Yeah. Garrett Wilson Clee for the Jets did a little bit. And Jacoby Myers, who we thrown at the very end, has come along. This is a Kyle Pitts team. And Gerald Everett, who's hidden behind the help there. He's obviously our dominant tight end. Um so again, no like absolute world beaters and, besides Stefan Diggs, really. Yeah. And this got us fourth place. Wow. And we are currently in fourth place. We're only eight points off of advancing because advancing's got 851 and we've got 843. So that's what the Lions not scoring touchdowns for three weeks. And we're still right there with the chance to advance. Now we have the Patriots backup quarterback on the team. So that could be a problem. <laughs> that could be that could be a slight, a slight albatross. But I just wanted to uh, you know, since we're halfway through the regular season, we're halfway home with it, with it right now. I wanted to uh do a little check in there for you guys and your $25 you got potential to win. Thanks, man. Hey, I'm nothing if not magnanimous. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google it. <laughs> Again, it's uh, in the encyclopedia right after Mark Edwards. You know what? I wonder what there is about. I cannot call him Mark Andrews. And it's to the point now where my kids are looking at me like, like, what's wrong with you? I, I mean, do it. don't feel bad. Uh, today, Cleve fired Terry Glenn and Matt Nagy, who were just sitting around trying to enjoy their Tuesdays. And Cleve's like, you're fired. Yeah, Get out. Like, yeah, but fuck? neither of those guys is the best tight end. The in fuck football. did I do? <laughs> Pathetic. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, also, uh, last note from me. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, apparently, Todd Gurley could not get his shifts covered at all because he is officially retired from the NFL. He is done. Don't blame him. I he didn't. I didn't know he was. Yeah, I. I didn't. Well, yeah, he. That's that's about right, right? Yeah, From running back. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Was it? Was it three years now? It's it's, it's two and a half. Twenty twenty, yeah. halfway through twenty twenty, and he has still scored more touchdowns than any running back in the league since the start of twenty sixteen. Yeah. He to me, he's gonna be like the Stephen Jacksons. Like he's gonna be guys that that when someone mentions him, like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. I'm not yeah. gonna remember him. I'm not gonna remember him. Like you know. Although, like you said, he just, you know, what his accolades was. I'm not going to remember him unless someone mentions that name. Yeah. Yeah. Carry Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, and he's retired at uh, at 27. Scott, you got anything else before we go? Good to go. Khalid, got anything else before we go? Nah, we're good, man. Gucci. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us here at Political Football, part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Um, if you look in the uh, show notes uh, down below on the audio version, it is a YouTube live stream. You can uh, find us find us there so you can uh, see the hilarious faces we make when Scott says that or when Klee says they need to fire Brandon Staley. Um, uh, 
yeah, and other than that, uh, we'll be back next week, week eight review. We got a lot of good games coming up. We just went over. We will see you then. Peace.